Welcome to the Heart of Dad podcast. Heart of Dad is a podcast for entrepreneurs who are passionate about their families and business and looking to find more clarity, more balance and more alignment in all areas of their life. Come and join the community at heartofdad.com or on Facebook at groups forward slash heartofdad. This week on Heart of Dad, I'm interviewing Josh Bolland. Josh is CEO of JB Cole and a digital transformation specialist. He helps organizations increase revenue, improve efficiency and boost employee effectiveness through the effective use of digital technologies and a robust digital strategy and approach. Over the last 12 years of running JB Cole UK, Josh has worked on over 250 web and digital change projects with small and medium-sized businesses and a number of well-established brands and agencies around the world. Leading a team of talented and creative professionals has allowed him to bring these visions to life. In 2016 and 2017, he was awarded recognition in the Beamer 100 for achievements in the digital industry while still under the age of 30, and currently sits as chair of Beamer Manchester, helping shape the future of the digital sector in the region. He's also co-founded Hertfordshire's leading digital network, DigiCluster, and co-hosts nine others round tables in Manchester. Aside from his business, Josh is also the father of two beautiful young children. So Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, obviously my name is Josh Bolland. I'm CEO of a technology consultancy in Manchester called Global Cole. Um, so our business primarily is involved in the, in the kind of consulting and strategic implementation of digital technologies. Um, and really what that means is we work with businesses to identify and understand areas of their business that could be improved um, and how we can um, help kind of take their business forward into and especially into the future and compete and give that competitive advantage. And we do that by implementing software or implementing uh, improved web infrastructure, big websites and, and things like that to, to help a business kind of take themselves forward and, and really improve things throughout. Um, started the business about probably about 12 years ago now, which is crazy to kind of think about, but we, we started life quite differently. Um, and I say we it, it became, it started out as me running the business originally as a photography studio, which is a very different guise of, of business. Um, and then my, my brother and I joined forces in 2010. Um, so it's about nine years of working together now. Uh, and we're still working together. Um, just about, I think. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so we've, we've worked together for the last nine years and, and throughout that time we, we kind of kept, brought together creativity and tech, which is kind of his background. And, and we really forged this, uh, direction that we took the business down, uh, which is probably really where we've ended up pivoting along the way to, to become the business that we are today. So quite a journey that we've been on. Um, and uh, in the last three years, both him and I uh, had children at pretty much the same time. Uh, so he's got, both of us have got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, so uh, to add to more pressures of growing a business and, and working with family, we extended the family out as well and, uh, and introduced two little ones into our lives as well, which, uh, which yeah, has been an interesting journey to say the least. I bet. I bet. Um, yeah, it makes me think that uh, when I started my business with uh, my three other directors, I didn't have a kid then, but um, two, 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 we became five, two out of the five of us had very young kids during that period. And, and I now look back at it and think, wow, that is amazing to, to go through uh, managing and building a company when you have very young children. It's quite a, quite a feat. 
It is, it is. And, and interestingly, actually, a lot of the team that we work with have, have kids as well. And it's always been one of those kind of things of, you know, we're, we're a business that, and we've built the business around almost that kind of family mentality. We are a family that started the business. Our sister works for us as well. She's worked with us for the last six, seven years. Um, so a real kind of stable part of the company and, and everyone that we bring in kind of feels like part of the family. And, and so, I don't know, this whole family thing has always been a really key thing for us. Um, and uh, so, so kind of then having kids and making sure that we can have lives around the business that, that gives us a bit more time with the kids as well has always been crucial for us. So, um, yeah, it's definitely had an impact and played a part even before we had children, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's sounds amazing to be in a, in a family business. Um, I'm curious to know, curious to know, like what have you done, um, as business owners to, to shape your business, to be family friendly? How's that, how's that played out? So we have always, and it's, and it's probably quite, apt for now really so things like um we we always said we didn't want to work weekends where we can so we've always tried to avoid working weekends wherever possible sometimes obviously as we grow a business as you know you you have that time that you have to just do stuff uh, and we still do don't get me wrong sunday evenings i'll probably still be working some saturday mornings i'll be up working but um but what we've always tried to do is have time that was an that would enable us to not just be in work mode but to to kind of be with the family as well um and whether that's always worked i don't know you know i think there is a definitely a challenge with that um but then we've also done things like um we, we were primarily a fully remote business for a while which there was about six seven of us and that was actually really difficult to to manage i found so we then went kind of part office part remote and now there's a team of about 13 of us um, and we've got a few people down in Hertfordshire and a few and a number of people up in Manchester um, and we work from home two to three days a week and that, what that does is allows everyone including ourselves to take the kids to school in the morning or pick the kids you know, up in the afternoon or you know do things like that and just kind of have that bit more face time in the days so you can go and take the kids to the park in the middle of the day for lunch or go for a walk with them or whatever and you know, that's always been really important that we get that time away from the business. Even if we're working, we're still kind of present. And that kind of present part has always been really key is that, you know, everyone that we work with and that we've always had that time to be able to give to other people. Because I think in the beginning, you probably take it for granted a bit and you're probably spending a lot more time away from the closest people to you because you're always working. Um, and, and we kind of you know especially by having kids a realization kicks in that you need to you need to change that so we've tried to to get a nice balance in there as well mm. i mean you've got you've had the advantage of i'm making an assumption here it may, it may not be true but you have quite a mature business by the time you had your children like you weren't you know some people i talked to like the example i gave were, were having children at startup time which uh, yeah. you know is crazy uh busy really yeah it is and and it's interesting i think we kind of did and we kind of didn't. So we ha we've had different kind of guises of the business while they've always, while we've always been just kind of pivoting along the journey. Um, we had when when I I think it was about five years ago now, maybe five and a half years ago, probably about five years ago I'd say. We we moved I moved up to Manchester and um, we'd I'd always been down in London and and which is where I grew up, <clears throat> and then we had an office in London. And had another office in London, and we moved to Hertfordshire, which is closer to where we lived and where we grew up. Um, and then at that time, we had people kind of working 
fairly remotely and would use the office as a base like every every few weeks we'd have a meeting in there and it was kind of you know but 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 the directors of the company used it and it and it was kind of helpful to have that base um and then what we did at that point is we kind of made the decision well actually we've been looking at manchester uh, for a while we had some opportunities that opened up and we went and and my partner was originally from up here so we had a lot of ties up here anyway um, and we kind of just went do you know what let's take the plunge and let's do it and it was around that sort of time I think it was probably about a year in to being up in Manchester maybe not even that um, six months I think my partner then fell pregnant and so so that was like day dot almost in Manchester uh, Altrincham, which is where we first moved, just south of Manchester, um, we we kind of didn't have anyone up here, and uh, and then we were having, and then I was, you know, and, and my brother at the time as well was having a kid, <clears throat> and so so while it wasn't startup mode, it felt like a, a startup because we had no staff in Manchester at that time. So we, we kind of, I think there's about, I think there's eleven of us now in Manchester, um, and uh, you know, so so within that time even though the kids were kind of coming up into that time, it sort of did feel like we'd kind of mm. gone back to startup mode. So it was quite a pressure time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Uh, I bet. Still- I bet. Well, uh, you know, what, one of the things that I found a struggle was um, being able to switch my attention between my business and my family life. And, um, you know, particularly when, when my business was in kind of that growth mode, uh, that I found it very difficult to switch off. I mean, I was yeah. probably a little bit obsessive, I would say, <laughs> about it. And I'm just wondering how, how that's played out for you. Have you been able to you know, make the switch between business life? You've made that sort of conscious design around being able to take the kids to work. But what about kind of in your time at home? Are you able to move out of work mode uh, seamlessly? That's, I think, become the challenge of working from home solidly for the last two and a half weeks because because of the way we've built things i mean we'd literally just before we kind of had to well we, we, we took the decision to to tell everyone to work from home about two weeks ago fully um we just moved into a nice new office as well which is a, it's a real shame so we'd moved into this lovely space and and we'd just got everyone really excited about it and and we'd had a, a new guy join us as well so he'd, he was in for a day i think and then we were like right everyone we're going we're working from home um so it it's kind of given me the realization again of what it's been like fully at home um and it's tough like it really is tough um what we've been trying to do within the restrictions of government at this stage um you know we are trying to get out of the house to go for a nice long walk and take the dog for a walk and get the kids out and let them have a bit of a run around and do all that and trying to find new spaces almost in the house to go and work so that you don't feel like you're always in the same space and um it's just trying to kind of make sure that you've got that differentiation between a work environment and a play environment and, and a kind of, you know, a chill environment as well. And that's, it's definitely challenging. That's definitely a challenge. Um, and especially now with um, the kids being at home fully as well, my daughter's not a nursery at the moment. So uh, she's often running in when I'm on phone calls trying to get involved in the conversations as well. So while everyone's in the same boat at the moment, it definitely comes with its challenges. Um, so, yeah, I think there's probably been times where I've really found it easier. I'm a, I'm a real advocate. Sorry to labor on about this point. I'm a real advocate for this kind of both work from home and office. And so 
why I am, am struggling again with fully working from home is because I think that blend is super important. And I think anyone that says fully remote is the way forward, I just don't agree with. We've done it and I'm not 100% bought into that. I think having an office environment that people can go to and collaborate and to uh, you know build a relationship with each other and have you know, a bit of banter and to talk about things that are just general idle chit chat. That's really important. And, and that whole cult, it's not culture necessarily, but it's a cultural part of the business that is missed a lot from just being fully remote. Um, and so when you do have, you know, but then at the same time, what I don't want, and I don't think is good is when people fully uh, work in an office because it's actually really unproductive time it can be really unproductive time because of all those other things right so there's idle chat there's banter there's all those things and while that's important a lot of the time it does slow product you know productivity down and it can be a, an impact on that so I'm a real advocate for this balance of of the two so I think doing too much of one or the other is hard I think that's hard mm. going into an office you know leaving the house at half seven coming back at seven you know that's crazy you don't want to do that every day you don't have a, a home life really especially with young kids you won't see your kids you know growing up and that for me is just a big no-no but at the same time you know working at home all the time as well you just go a bit stir crazy and it is hard to it really is hard to switch off and I'm finding more at the moment that I'm probably getting to I'm getting to say six o'clock and you know, I'm, I'm kind of shutting the laptop down and I'm going, right, I'm off now, guys. See you later on, 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 the, on Slack and things. And, uh, and I'm doing, you know, bath time and dinner with the kids and, and then putting the kids to bed and all that type of thing. And then we get downstairs and there's nothing really to watch. So me and my partner both sit there, we get our phones out and we're going, oh, and I'm just going through emails and I'm, you know, catching up on things that I've missed in the day and I'm doing work mm-hmm. mode again. And that's becoming yeah the, the lines are getting a lot more blurred again for me and um so that is definitely proven a challenge what have you done in the past josh that's helped with that it sounds like you've been through that that experience and before we started recording you were saying to me that you, know, you had a pretty tough experience a few years back when your first child was born how, how, what, what, yeah, kind of, sure. what have you learned through that process i mean i think definitely having that break even if, even when I work from home now, I work out of the home as well. So, for example, part of my routine would be, uh, say, on a on a day that I'm working from home, I'd take my daughter to nursery, for example, in the morning, um, and then I'd go and work at a coffee shop. So I'd go and work at a coffee shop for, say, four hours, and I'd get all my calls done, and I'd get all my emails out, and I'd do all of that, and I'd have a bit of breakfast, and it would be a complete detachment from the house. And then I might go home and I might work at home for a bit, you know, because the kids are probably a bit more chilled by that point. So then I, so it, it kind of becomes part of the routine again quite quickly. But just having that separation is really important. And then obviously if you've got, you know, and I'm, I would definitely advocate to go and work in a, a, even a co-working space or anything like that, just so you, you can get that break away from home and work. And what I don't think you should do is just go into, even if you're doing a co-working I don't think you should just go and sit in an office or a co-working space all day because again, it's, you know, what's the point? You've got the flexibility and the freedom and we can, and we're proving now more than ever work from home. Most of us, um, or work remotely at least. So, you know, we don't have to be in the same location all day. And I think a bit of variety throughout your day is really important. It just breaks up the, the continual parts of the day. Mm. 
and it kind of helps get that headspace and you can kind of switch between environments. I think that's really key. Yeah, I really, I really hear that sort of is a theme in what you're sharing about kind of that, that the, the physical space creates mental space for you, being able to change physical space. Yeah, 100%. And, and do, you, do you want to say a little bit more, if you will, about what happened to you, you know, when after of your course. child was born? That I think we'd love to hear. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably about probably in the in the year after, I suppose, or maybe even within the first year of, of my daughter being born. Um I think the business was kind of building and picking up and, and there was a lot going on. Um, we've been taking on new staff in Manchester and building a great team of people around. And um, But there were a couple of instances that, that probably threw me off track a bit. And so business became a bit difficult to manage at times. And then suddenly, you know, you kind of go in, you're juggling this home life that you've got now got this new beautiful little life that's uh, very much in your hands um and you're trying to build this other kind of baby almost which is your business um in a, in a new environment and um i definitely had major struggles and you know in terms of kind of coping and i, and I think i got to a point of burnout in t- total burnout at one point where you know i just suddenly started getting massive anxiety attacks when i was in meetings and and all sorts of kind of things that i never experienced before in my life and you know i've always thought um that i was probably quite in terms of my mental health was all, always reasonably stable um i've never been one suffered badly from anything and uh, and it just knocked me for six and it got to a point where i was really kind of i had to stop going to certain meetings and changing the way that i kind of <laughs> lived my day-to-day life because i knew that if i put myself in a certain situation just by the very nature of uh, what was going on in my head that I'd start getting a bit panicky and then that would just get worse and it would suddenly escalate and then I'd be ended up in a position where I'm going, I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack. And, um, and, uh, and that was really tough actually because it was something that I'd never experienced before as well. But also I'm trying to then, you know, build a business and, and make money and also look after my, you know, my, my partner and my kid. Um, and, uh, and you don't really know what to do. You know, it's really hard to, to actually figure that out because there's no, well, there probably is some guideline somewhere, but you know, no one says to you, this is exactly what happens and this is exactly how it goes. And this is exactly how you deal with it. Right. Like there's no guidebook to tell you that. And so you kind of have to navigate it yourself and figure it out. And, um, and I know there are some great resources now that I've kind of been through that to, to go and seek advice and, and get help with and things. And, uh, but I didn't know that then. And one of the things that I did, we, we run a lot of events um, up in Manchester. We do a lot of roundtable dinners, uh, dinners called Nine Others with, with 10 people around a table. And the whole idea of that is sharing something that keeps you up at night. And, and even a, 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 an event like that, I opened up about my experiences and was quite public about it. And, and that was really nerve wracking, even in itself. I think probably I was sat there almost having an anxiety attack, thinking about it, talking about it to those people at the time. Um, and the room was so receptive and, and everyone around the room was, you know, kind of totally understood what I was going through. And a lot of people had been in the same position as me as me. And, um, and yeah, it was really interesting because just opening up about it and speaking to peers and people that had been through similar instances and, and who had kind of come out the other side of it. And it just made me kind of realize that actually being a bit more vocal about it and, and opening up about these things was absolutely crucial. And, uh, and it just opened up a kind of whole new outlook on things for me. 
so um I eventually, you know, there are still things to this day that I know it, coffee is a bit of a trigger for me, right? And I love coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an addict for coffee. So I had to stop drinking coffee for like a year and that like ruined me. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I've given up a lot of things in my life and coffee was definitely the hardest. And um, it was, uh, but, but it's things like that, you know, when now I'm, I still know to this day that if I have a coffee at a certain time or I have too much caffeine, that there's a risk if I do x y or z that there's potentially a, a trigger there just because mentally i know you know so if i'm going on a long drive i don't drink coffee or if i'm going into a long meeting i don't drink coffee or if because i just know that i've associated the two with with that and um and it's kind of understanding it i think is the, the most important part and being able to at least manage it because it never goes away i don't think um really when you when you've got these things but i think it's the management of it is the, the part that's so crucial what what else did you see josh that really made a difference because it sounds like you're, you're not in that place now you know some some of the triggers but is there something that you can identify that made the, the big difference for you from to come out of that, that time i think um I think to be honest with you, I mean, I went to the doctors and, and the doctors were, um, you know, reasonably helpful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they weren't unhelpful, um, but they, I didn't really get the answers that I wanted. I, I was given beta blockers, for example, and, and I didn't really ever want to go down that route. Not to say that that's not the route to go down at all, um, but but I just kind of went. I know that there's something that I need to address, and what I don't want to do is necessarily block anything out. What I want to do is understand it so that I can at least start to manage it which is kind of then what I did. And, and so it was a bit of a process of elimination. So it was, okay, don't have coffee or don't go to this meeting or not don't go, but postpone this meeting, maybe move some things around if I felt like I wasn't going to be in a comfortable situation or anything like that. And, and actually, <laughs> funnily enough, what I did at one point is, um, so I do quite a bit of public speaking for um, events that we run and things like that. I actually did an event in front of about a hundred people, a public speak, you know, running an event, hosting an event, doing a talk and, and hosting a panel. And, um, and even that, I mean, that was terrifying because that was like, while this was all going on. So, but I'm not normally, you know, intimidated by those things, but while this was all going on, it was like the most terrifying thing. And just going through that and kind of really pushing myself to actually get through it really helped, I think, because I went actually it's, a lot of that is in my head. Um, and so doing the things that I knew and, and kind of pushing through some of those things that I knew would be a bit of a trigger for me, I do think really helped. And I don't know if that's great advice for people. But, um, it definitely helped me. And, uh, and I still try and do that. I've always tried to do it, you know, put yourself in a position where you feel slightly uncomfortable anyway. And it does kind of teach you things and it, and it helps you learn. Um, and it definitely helped me through, I think. Um, mm, amazing. Yeah, that's a great example. I love it. I love it. And it very much aligns with kind of what I teach in, in terms of resilience and coming through stress and burnout as well. But it's, uh, it's all a self-created experience. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And, and you can just see it, you know, as well. There's some points where you go, I'm not, like, all I've, all I've done is think about something. And I'm starting to panic about, and I go, yeah why am I doing that? Two seconds ago, there was no issue there whatsoever. Exactly. I thought about something and it's in my head and I try and just completely block it out or I'll try and think about something else. And, and I just know that it's, you know, it's just me kind of overthinking things and uh, it's tough, isn't it? We've all got, you know, something that we need to deal with as people. Um, sure. It makes it, um, 
you know it's part of life i suppose isn't it yeah but i think it's you know what you've just shared is a brilliant example of um kind of our our innate really resilience and also kind of your um both wisdom and common sense coming through to help you through a tough time can i ask what how how are things playing out at home during that period because i guess you know uh, for your partner coping with a newborn it's a, it's a really big deal as well isn't it and you're you've got this kind of twin pressure of being there with a new life in your family and as you said you know the baby of your business which was going through this transition as you moved into to manchester how how was that impacting on your relationship and your partner yeah i mean it was tough you know it, it was definitely tough i think having a newborn in 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 a relationship is really tough you know we've we were at a point as well where we'd just moved to we'd moved back up this way uh, but i didn't really know loads of people around here um so i was kind of starting afresh really i had some i had some kind of friends that um you know that were that were through my partner and who are still our good friends of mine um i'm really kind of were were a great um uh you know a, a great support network for us when we came up but we but we didn't have loads of people that we kind of went to see and things and especially myself so i think for me that was definitely a bit of a uh, a tough one as well because we kind of had all this new stuff happening um and then sadly at the time my my stepfather passed away which was probably terrible timing around that as well um and so i think there was just quite a few triggers that really kind of all sort of compounded at once that sort of led to that and then with the business at the time and being it was such high pressure at the time i, I think it just kind of all led up to that point of you know, where it just, you know, I think I just completely burnt out. Um, mm. And, and there's, I think there's only so much of a kind of putting on a brave face you can really do. Right. And, and um, it does, your body tells you things, doesn't it? And especially your head, you know, and I think it was definitely a sign for me to really kind of um, take a, take a step back and, and reevaluate things. But mm. yeah, I think, you know, it, it if anything, obviously having, you know, children and things brings you so close uh, with your partner. And, um, and I think she, you know, she didn't have, my, my partner Sammy didn't have the easiest time necessarily after you know, we had our, our, our first as well, because she unfortunately got quite poorly um, afterwards, which, which really knocked um, quite a lot of things for, for a couple of weeks. She was um, in, in hospital uh, afterwards. So, you know, it's those sort of things that then kind of start you off um, it, on a footing where you're a bit, you're kind of a bit unsure as to how to proceed with things. You know, or everything's new. There's this worry going on there, and there's all this other kind of stuff happening around. Yeah, it definitely, it, it takes its toll. Um, but yeah, I think you've just got to, in terms of from a relationship perspective, what we, what what helped us i think was we were a lot more vocal about things um and i don't mean we were shouting at each other all the time we probably were at points um but uh it was more that we we spoke a lot more about things and um and while, while she hates it she still does you know we spoke a bit more about our feelings right and um and what we were thinking and um, and i still try and do that now and and it does get to the point where it's a bit like stop asking me how i'm feeling because i'm fine but i do like to know how people feel because i think it's important i think you can sense when people are off and obviously what you don't want to do is pry but at the same time if you're vocal about it it really really helps and the only reason that i'm such a i kind of press for that so much now and I, and I do it with the guys that i work with as well and sometimes they're like seriously i'm fine just stop asking me but because i know that by sharing that problem and it, you may not want to talk to me about it, but you can talk to anyone about it. But by sharing that problem with people, it really, really helps. 
um, and it just helps put perspective on things and you know so by sitting on it and letting it bottle up I just think it's it's one of the worst things so, um, I think one of the things I love when we connected um, and we were just swapping messages and you you said to me uh, you know you were sort of supporting the project I'm doing here and you said uh, it's great because nobody really asks men how they are and yeah. I think if you're a CEO particularly right it can be a lonely place even if you're really well connected with your team and you've got that double kind of whammy of leading a company and then you know, having to show up your wife's in hospital for two weeks you know she's got her own stuff going on you're starting to feel enormous pressure and it can be a really lonely place yeah. you know, to, to, to be caught in those two roles yeah. and, I, and I wondered you know if you wanted to say a little bit more about kind of how you've I love what you've just shared about asking people how they are, because I think for men, it can be really taboo to say, actually, you know, right now I'm struggling. You know, in, in the period after uh, our child was born, um, you know, I went through a really tough time. You know, my partner did as well. We had some issues um, in the first six months, which were difficult for both of us. But I look back at that time and thought, actually, I got quite depressed. But I was yeah. really used to life being a certain way. And then the, the adjustment was such a big one. And I, don't, I don't think I actually really coped with it. I kind of put pressure on myself to be happy over the moon excited about you know being a dad and that jarred with some of what my experience actually was because it was really difficult sure yeah mm. absolutely yeah and um no it, it is and um it's yeah i think it's definitely um something that i've kind of seen especially in this space is the industry that we're in as well, you know, we, we're kind of in digital and tech, um, and actually, it's a it's, it can be a really fast-paced sort of industry. You're working in a role that, effectively, you're trying to help everyone in your business as much as you can, and be that support, and be that rock, and be that person that, and, and you know, you know, <laughs> when you've got X amount of people coming up to you, and you're their line, and kind of they go, oh, I've got this problem at home or I've got this and I've got that. And, and you know, you're kind of putting on a brave face. And, 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 you know, this is not to say that people shouldn't do that, but you're kind of going, yeah, great. Here's how, here's my thoughts on it. And, and you know, have you thought about this? And, and kind of helping guide people through things. Um, but at the same time, you've also got all your own pressures to deal with and, and um, all your own kind of uh, things that are going on that, where do you really turn um it's a it's a really tough one that because also as well family while family are great you know they don't really understand what you're talking about because you're talking about something quite specific to be an entrepreneur is a very odd place anyway not not to call myself an entrepreneur i, I don't like the term but um but to to be entrepreneurial and to build a business and to start it's a very odd place because you are kind of completely out of the wilderness and you don't really know what to do properly and you've got people guiding you and, and you're kind of trying to get through it. Um, so when you're talking to a family member about that who's not done that, um, they don't really understand. So you can't really talk to family about it. Talking to your business partner about it, that's one thing and, and obviously that's really important and that's always been helpful. But, you know, sometimes you might just want to have a bit of a vent about the business and you don't want to do that with your business partner. So who do you then talk to about it? You don't want to talk to your partner because you don't want to burden them because they've got their own things that they're dealing with. And so suddenly you end up in this position where you're going, I've got all these things and there's not really any outlet. And then you go, well, do I want to, do I go and get therapy or do I go and get counseling? And I said, that's, do you know what? I've never done it. And I always have said, I really want to go and speak to someone. I just want to go 
and just sit down every month even or every few weeks and just go and chat to someone right and just about just nothingness and, and everything and stuff you know like because there's so much that builds up and you've got so much rattling about in your head constantly day in day out that and you don't really get an outlet to get that out a lot of the right. time so um right. so there is definitely i think i would advocate it without even doing it you know <laughs> it's, mm, yeah yeah so, there's a, I mean, I imagine there's a particular dynamic for you, just as well, because you know you're you're in partnership with your brother, right? You know, yes. you, you and, and your sister works in the business, so um, that's an amazing thing because there must be a closeness and a trust between you to to be able yeah. to do that. But you know, where do you go um, in your relationship with your brother, like when when things are kind of tough? Are you uh, to, because you know it's not like you can separate your relationship from your business anymore the two are no, no, completely completely tied together aren't they they are, they are yeah and, and, and the good thing is is that we do we do if we're ever at a family occasion which is which is rarer than i'd like naturally you'd think working together all the time we see each other all the time we don't i probably see him physically maybe twice a month right you know so it's not like i'm in i'm in the same space all the time um but yeah it is difficult and i think what we ended up doing is so we've got a, a, a non-exec director in our business, um, Jess Gregson, who's fantastic, um, really, really, and has been great. We've worked together for probably about two and a half, three years or so now. So we've been kind of, at, you know, the a part of that board. Um, we've got a, a, a guy that acts a, a bit like an FD for our business as well. Um, so we get financial support and, and guidance and things there. But I've also got a lot of mentors around. Um, you know, just in terms of people that have over the years become my friends um, and, and mates of mine, but who I really consider to be some amazing people and who I get a lot of mentorship from. So, you know, by having that sort of network around has given me a bit more of an outlet to sort of share problems and share ideas and, and kind of go, oh, I've got a bit of a challenge on this and doing again those nine others dinners that, that I mentioned genuinely are a bit like therapy they're like business therapy right so once a month we go and do that or once every five weeks or whatever it is we go and do that and you share problems with people and actually that outlet in and of itself is fantastic because you're you're sat at a dinner with nine other people who have probably been through similar experiences in the past who just help you walk it through and it's a nice approach to it it's really informal and it's just a, a kind of good way of doing it but in terms of that sort of the loggerhead part you know we we've also identified quite clearly what are our roles within the organization so what do i do what does he do uh which has always been quite crucial and then it's just making sure that we're both doing the best we can in our roles and then bringing in that third party it means that we've got a sounding board so we are at loggerheads on something um most of the time i'll get my own way uh, if we are at loggerheads on something um you know we we have got someone there to to kind of pass the ideas through to and say look you know we can't make a decision on this what do you think and and that person then becomes so vital to the the ongoing operation but you have to trust that person implicitly right so but you have to know that they're they're in it as much as you're in it and and that they've got the best interest for the business um but now our sister's a lot more involved in those sort of conversations as well and, and is so integral to the business as well. So even that now is, adds a different dynamic. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole kind of team around us now as well. So we're not the ones really that are always making the final decisions. Actually, we're, we're kind of just going, what do, we, what do we choose? You know, what is the right way to do it? So over time, building up that kind of pool around us has been fantastic. Uh, but definitely getting 
you know, a non-exec or a mentor or an advisor to sit within the business, we found to be invaluable. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, that's really smart. I can see why that would work as a way of uh, diffusing any kind of potential yeah. loggerheads, as you say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Just sort of switching tackle for a minute, Josh. Like, I'm really. I've been asking other dads, like, you know, what what influence do their own dads have on their them as parents, um, you know, or, or even in business. Uh, would you be able to tell us a little bit about you know your relationship with your dad and, and how that shaped you for good yeah, or bad? Sure, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my my dad's always played a really positive part in my life. Um, you know, we're still very close, not phys- not geographically. He lives in Devon, I live in Manchester. Um, but we we are, you know, we've always been close. Um, my my parents divorced when I was about four, I think. So we always lived in two, you know, had two different kind of locations that we that our family were in. Um, so so distance has never been like the biggest blocker for me. You know, I've always understood that, you know, just because you're not in the same space doesn't mean you don't have those people there. Um, so so that was kind of part of that um in terms of our relationship it's always been really positive there were probably you know throughout my childhood there's probably been some years where i didn't see my dad as much just because you know of, of just because of the nature of how it was but we've always seen each other regularly uh, and then obviously when you get older you, you don't see each other as much and it's it's more difficult to stay in touch as regularly as you'd like to um but yeah no we've always been been really close i think in terms of our um our approach you know maybe slightly different in terms of us kind of how we've gone about building our business and things um but um but always had the support from from both my my dad and and my mum um you know in terms of um sort of building the business but they don't know enough about it they don't really understand enough about it so you know while they've always been really supportive of it and and kind of proud that we've done things with it um they don't really get it as much as Mm. uh you know they might do if they were if it was an industry that they were kind of more familiar with sure Sure. And what about the influence on you as a dad? Because if you, I guess, you know, you're pretty young when your parents split and it sounds like you you had a stepfather. Where where did he come into your life? Yeah, sure. So my stepfather came into my life about, uh, I was probably about 12, I think, maybe 11, 12. Um, uh, And uh, came to live with us when I was probably about 14. And we became close, you know, we became very close. Obviously you live together with someone for, for such a long period of time, I think, um we probably lived together until obviously sadly he passed away actually um about a year after we moved away from from, from the area um but we lived together for a number of years um and uh and obviously that was a, a, a kind of a heavy hit to the family um but he you know he taught me a lot as well he actually helped me set up the business originally and, and kind of get the the original part of the business off the ground in terms of setting up a limited company and doing all of that and, um but but the dynamic was always good between you know my dad and him and they always got on really well and you know because my uh, my dad has um, uh, another partner as well so um, you know we've always had kind of these two sides of the family so we've always they've always all just got on really well so it's always been you know there's not been a a bad environment that we've grown up in at all you know from a from that perspective um, but just obviously kind of different locations as I say and things. Um, but I think they've, you know, I think from a uh, upbringing perspective, I think probably in the in the sort of teens, uh, my mum's partner was probably more there in the day to day. Obviously, saw my dad still very regularly, but probably had more of a say in terms of where I, 
may have gone off the rails a little bit <laughs> in my teenage years, um, you know, was probably a bit more of a kind of firm hand in, in, in that situation to sort of guide me along a, a bit more of a kind of, um, you know, to, to refocus my thinking a bit, I think, uh, which, which I think probably really helped actually. I think if it was just left down to my mum to kind of navigate that time, um, would, would probably be quite difficult. Um, cause obviously the, you know, young kids going through things and, you know, you've got all this kind of, you know, confusion in your life of not just years of uh, growing up, but you've also got, uh, uh, you know, a new step down in your life as well. And you're navigating that. And, and it's all those sort of things that it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to kind of understand what an impact that has. But, you know, I think then over the years, the relationship obviously became a lot, a lot stronger. And, um, you know, you, you end up all becoming a big family, don't you really? So, um, mm. So yeah, not to say that it didn't come with its challenges, and it's not to say that it was it was a, a you know a Walton-esque perfect sort of lifestyle, but uh, but it was fine, you know, um, and and all of it. I think in terms of when I look at it, sorry, I, I probably navigate around the points a little bit. Actually, I've, I've noticed, um, but in terms of how I think that's probably affected my um, outlook on things, I think for me, it's to understand that if things did ever go wrong, that you just make sure you've got a good relationship there, um, you know, for your kids. That's the most important part of it, you know, in terms of their upbringing and making sure that you don't ever put them in a toxic environment um, and, and to make sure that that is, that relationship part does stay the same. And that's really important to know as well. And also on the other side of it is that, you know, I'd love to, to for, for us as a family unit to, to be a family unit forever right and and um and kind of work towards making sure that we've got that stability as a family and that we do everything for each other and that we are we are kind of all there um and in the same sort of space and that's why when i mentioned earlier about kind of being present i think that's quite important for me is that i am here physically so that the kids see me and you know i've got a, an input in their day-to-day -day and in their in their kind of life and help mold them into be the characters that they are when they're older and, and kind of be a guide in that you know um i do want to be here as much as possible for for the kids so again another point of why working from home and having that uh, split between home and, and work is so important for me mm, well, i really get that what well, can, can i ask you like what what does being a father mean to you do you know what it's honestly the best thing that's ever happened to me I mean, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it now defines me because I think I've got, I think I've got a bit about me that defines me as well. I'd like to think. Um, but, but I, I, do you know what it is? It really is just the most amazing thing. I, <laughs> that's so cheesy. And it's like, I'm not even saying that just because I'm on a, a podcast about being a dad, but I just love that they're so funny you know like the, the kids are just brilliant and um you know my daughter's three and it's challenging and it's hard work but just seeing the impact you have on them positively and and the things that your uh, your partner does and seeing that come out through your kids positively and and just seeing the the impact you have on them in terms of how you're how you're kind of bringing them up and the things you're doing for them and and trying to navigate what you do too much of or what you don't do enough of and, and trying to kind of do all of that um, and seeing how they, they kind of build and grow up. Um, and I'm only a few years in, but it's the most amazing thing. Um, it, it, 
it's hard to say, you know, what I, um, you know, how I kind of, how it defines me, I suppose, really. Um, It's given me a whole new outlook on everything. Um, You know, I think before kids, I'm not to say that everyone is, but I think you're probably more selfish Um, and and you you can't be anywhere near as selfish when you've got um, uh, kids because obviously it has to be all about them. So you change your outlook on that. Um, You change your outlook on how and where you spend your time. Um, You don't have anywhere near as much uh, free time to do (laughs) things with. So when you do, you you kind of appreciate all of that uh, additional time as well. Um, so I think it's really about, you know, for me, it's about seeing just how much of a positive impact they've had on me as a person and, and us as a couple and, uh, just, you know, building a family. It's, it's just, yeah, it's your world, isn't it? It becomes everything that you, you can't remember life pre kids. Uh, you just kind of, sorry if I'm not articulating that, it's kind of hard. You are beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to express it almost, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, without sounding too cheesy, they are your life, aren't they? And, and, you know, they really shape you as much as you shape them. And yeah, I think they've made me a much better person, uh, as well, uh, as well as I'd like to think that I'm making them good people. (laughs) What, what's been the biggest struggle would you say, Josh? Uh, in terms of having kids, yeah, um, tough one. I mean, obviously, you know, the balance of of running a business and and building up a family is is tough. Um, you know, undoubtedly, I think definitely pressures on relationships. It, that is a challenge, um, and and the things that that does bring. Uh, but again, I think it does make you stronger as people as well and as a couple, um, because you because of the very nature of, you know, you've got so much more at stake as well in a, in a, in life and in a relationship. Um, I think, I think for me, probably one of the biggest struggles is the continual thought that something might go wrong at any point. I know that sounds a bit morbid, but that probably terrifies me more than anything in the world. I'm constantly worrying and I totally understand now why your parents worried so much about you and your kids. Um, because I do just get that, that's probably the hardest one for me is like mm. the constant fear that, you know, something bad could happen. And, um, yeah, it's probably not the most positive part, but that is a struggle for me, I think for sure. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that's, that's the, the key thing really. Yeah. I think loads of dads listening to this would, would resonate with, with what you shared there. Um, I think you just touched on sort of that, that, you know, just sort of wrapping this up a little bit, but the, that shift in um, how life gets calibrated, you know, before children and after children. And, you know, I think you talked about, well, we, you can't, life isn't all for yourself. And um, have, have you sort of navigated that, that sort of, you know, where your own time has been, you know, was totally within your own control and now isn't in so much, you know, particularly for me, that was a big tension as I've been working on my business to, to feel like I didn't have, all the time that maybe I would have wanted ideally where I could have immersed myself into where have you dealt with that? It's a very good question. I think we tried to, when we, when we had our, when we had our daughter, my first um, child, my, my three-year-old, she, um, we, we always said, you know, we'll be one of, we'll be those parents that 
you know, they live their lives around us. You know, we won't, we won't change everything, you know, so we'll still go to the pub and we'll still go for dinners and we'll still meet up with friends and we'll still have people over and all that sort of thing. And we did for a while, you know, we, we, we did for, um, as much as we could, you know, you know, within, within reason, obviously, um, it was nowhere near the same as what it used to be. Going to the pub with a baby is not the same as going to a pub with your mates or going out for dinner, obviously. But for the first six months, I mean, they pretty much do sit in a pram and, and they're pretty happy with everything, right? So you can kind of live business as usual, you know, fairly normally. Um, after that, it obviously becomes a lot more challenging when they, they want to run around and they want to kind of play and things. Um, but yeah, I think we, we, we tried to kind of be more, you know, like, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of not have too much of a strict routine and, and blah, blah. And, um, and I think that worked to a, a large degree um, because it meant that we still had a bit of a life. Uh, and so it was that, 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 that sort of transition of being pretty social beforehand, even though we lived up, you know, we'd moved up here and we weren't out with you know, our, our social life was still very much being out and about and doing things all the time and going to different places on weekends and, and trying to see a lot of people and, and staff. And, um, so that transition over a period of time probably was helped by the fact that we still kind of continued to do a lot of those things just in a much more restricted way, obviously, with a baby. Um, and then once that then started to change, you know, you then go, actually, a routine isn't a bad thing. And we don't want, you know, she needs to be in bed now by a certain time and all that. And we probably didn't do that for uh, quite a while, really. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, we had uh, Louis, who's now about, was, well, was one in December. Um, so, uh, so, you know, what we probably started doing when Georgie was then that little bit older, uh, we, ha- we were having Louis, we started kind of really getting into more of a routine with things. Um, and now, you know, because of that sort of transitional period over that time, um, we have got a much more structured life and a much more structured routine, which I never thought I'd really like. But when you've got any anxieties or when you've got pressures and when you're uh, doing things on the on the business, routine is bloody important right? so, so actually having that structure has been really really positive um and it was something that i didn't really think i would and also just to jump back slightly on that as well i think um to, to kind of put it in perspective a bit as well in terms of how i think kids have kind of impacted me positively uh, as well is that, um you know i think our, our business has done has done the best it's ever done so we're in a we're in a fantastic position and we've grown substantially in the last year uh, unfortunately we don't know what's going to happen with the current climate but you know we had projected to do a substantial growth next year as well and for me the reason i think because of that is because i've taken my eye off of you know i'm probably you know to some friends disappointments where you, you you're not out as much or you're not doing things as much and you know people will kind of say well you don't you're not you know you're not nowhere near out as much as you kind of once were because you know you really do need to focus and for me it becomes so important about bringing up the kids building the business to be a a really solid business um making that a an investment into our future as a family uh, giving us stability and giving us um you know some some financial uh structure and uh and 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 sort of long-term investment 
And by having the kids, I focused more on the business than I think I ever would have genuinely. I, I don't think I would have ever focused as much as I have done with having the kids because they've given me a reason to do it. You know, whereas before it was kind of like, it's just part of the business, it's part of life. Yeah. We probably didn't take it that seriously for mo- for the most part in the beginning. Um, and over the last probably four or five years, we've, we've really knuckled down and got into our heads in the zone. And uh, the last three years have been, you know, brilliant and uh, very tough, very stressful, but have been the best ever. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about them focusing you and, and, and improving you as well as a, as a parent and as a dad um, that, that probably gets overlooked sometimes, I think. Um, but they're, they're just as important for you, I think, as, mm. as them. Brilliant. I love that. I love that final message. And I think that's, uh, that's one that I, ha- I haven't heard many other dads talk about, but how that, um, yeah, the relationship with your kids refocuses your relationship with your business. It's yes. really interesting. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Josh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, no to talk to me today. No worries. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Really, really nice speaking with you. Thank you for that. And where can we find out more about you if people want to look you up? Yeah. Sure, so you can check out joshbollam.com. That literally links to my LinkedIn profile or you can go to jbcole.co.uk, which is our, our main company website. Brilliant. I'll put that in the show notes. So thanks again for Brilliant. joining me today. Nice one. Thank you so much. Great speaking with you.